Kaishaba, let's go. It is already, what, Wednesday? Feeling young? Well, you're old at 42. Listening to Peter Attila's outlived book. Part of my hesitation going back to Canada, actually tell you the truth. Wall Street Journal to stop using Mr. Mrs. Miss Ms. Mix, etc. Ukrainian class, how was it? And may you make your movie continues. The learning of integrating different apps. Wednesday, May 17th, 2023. I'm Steven Sersky, your Canadian expat in Beijing, China. Still here after all these years. And probably not going to leave for a while. Although, uh, yeah, looking to uh, go back to Canada uh, in, a, in a couple weeks. Actually, ne- next month. Six weeks, I guess it is. Ah, I have not been thinking about it because we have been super busy. And I've got these other projects. Namely, the May You Make Your Movie uh, video project that I got going on right now. So this has been taking up some time. And I have um, booked myself a bunch of classes uh, through italki, so Chinese and Ukrainian classes, basically to help me with a little bit of um, language development before uh, I was going to go to Poland and Ukraine. Now, I, I, don't, I don't know. I see other people traveling, and I'm just not as inspired. I, I really don't, and I kind of feel, I kind of feel a little bit old, but it's it's not old. It's it, I, actually I got to take that back. It's not that so much I feel old. I feel like I've done it already right? It's not like I'm going anywhere really new. I'd just be going to Ukraine because it's cheaper to fly through Europe than it is to fly directly to Canada, basically. And if I'm going to have to pay the money for air flight, uh, airplane tickets and stuff like that, why not take the long way around? That that was my rationale. Now, there's absolutely no need for this. And this is this is the issue that's uh, sort of plaguing me with my, my, my Europe visit is that there is no need. Um, but uh, there is kind of a need to go back to Canada at this point because as uh, as I've been away for so long, I guess some things have been changing. Notably, people are getting older and uh, are starting to move locations and stuff like that. So uh, people were sort of wondering what I was going to do with all the stuff I've left behind uh, in, in Canada. And I guess it's getting to the point where I might have to uh, actually solve that issue. I don't know. Have you guys ever... Uh, locked up your stuff for years in storage and stuff like that is it worth it do you do this or do you just sell it all do you get rid of it all and um you know start again somewhere else i don't know i kind of i always thought that if i had stuff to be concerned about then that way i sort of had like a bit of a central bearing something to think about to keep me going sort of thing to keep me motivated um i know it's actually quite common for expats to have uh storage location sort of thing like and i mean like back in the homeland sort of thing like either uh, in their hometown or somewhere that they live for a while that they might have stuff in storage how long do you keep it there uh, what do you put there uh, do you think about it at all or is it stuff that just sort of sits there and you 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 don't think of it what makes you keep it uh what makes you get rid of some stuff uh, these are some questions that are going to that are kind of going through my mind right now, um, mainly because it's all the stuff that I just kind of when I started traveling, it wasn't really uh, like I didn't really purge anything. <laughs> Let's put it that way; it just kind of left. <laughs> so uh, I guess I, at some point I'm going to have to uh, uh, deal with the situation. And uh, so whether or not it's this trip back to Canada, or if there's another trip later on in the year or something like that. Uh, I mean, I haven't been back in uh, in Canada in the summer in a very long time, uh, and as as rosy as it sounds, as 
nice clear air it, it, it seems to have it does get humid uh and there's a lot of mosquitoes and i think this is sort of the the big issue with going back to my hometown to winnipeg uh at this time is that it's like it's mosquito season it's, it becomes inner innervating innervating aggravating you're like i just like to walk down the street without being assaulted by a mosquito or a bug or something and i guess there's something to be said about this the sort of a naturalness to the city but at the same time you're going this actually this was reminded to me today i was reminded of this because uh the compound today here in beijing is spraying that um that white juice, that insecticide, that pesticide, whatever it is that smells like you're, you walk by, you're like, oh, that don't smell right. <laughs> I should get away from this area quickly. Um, they were spraying that again, dousing the trees and this stuff. And it's uh, going to happen until tomorrow. They didn't start until the afternoon. So I got my, my workout in and everything, which is good. Uh, but yeah, they're going to be spraying all day tomorrow as well. Uh, I can only imagine what they're putting into it, so uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. So what about this feeling young thing? Okay, you're old at 42. So this is the Wall Street Journal, but I'm just catching up on some articles because I had a day off today, uh, and I needed it, actually, to tell you the truth. When I, <laughs> I was walking around this morning, I went to Starbucks, I got a coffee. I'm like, wow, this is so much nicer, watching other people go to work. I, I don't miss this at all, <laughs> like at all. Um, but... Uh, so I was catching up on some articles that I've been trying to read for a little while. And one of them was, how old do you feel like? When, when do you, when do people start feeling old? And there's some survey that they took. And I guess the, the decision was sort of like around the age of 42. And that's when you start feeling old. Some people start thinking they're older, uh, like when they're in their 30s, because they, they notice the changes in their bodies and stuff like that. Uh, but I mean, the, I guess the vast majority is, you know, people who are in their into their forties already. Um, maybe they've gone through a career change or two. They've started seeing people get old. They see what happens when you get old. You know, things like they see people die. They have colleagues die. Something like that maybe. Uh, so maybe that's when. Maybe those are some of the contributing factors when people start feeling a little bit old. I don't know if they took those things into account to tell you the truth. But I was reading the article and it's. It more seemed like it was like a personal opinion of when people felt as if they had become old, as if they were disconnected from uh, the younger generation sort of thing. And I can't help but think, because I'm not 42 just yet, uh, but uh, the I can see where they're coming from, how that could happen, where all of a sudden uh, you just kind of go, I don't care to learn this anymore. Like, I don't want to keep on learning the slang or the the nuances of talking like a young person i just don't care i have other things to think about like all my stuff that's sitting in storage right <laughs> something along those lines um likewise and i get the same feeling when i'm dealing with these different programs like how many different programs do you have to learn in order to make uh, i guess a media production company right how, how how much do you actually have to do on your own so and how often do you have to keep on retraining? If you say you always have to be retraining, I go, then you're probably doing something wrong. I'm just, I'm kind of guessing that you either aren't producing very much or that, uh, and this is my point, and this is one of the issues I've faced is which program do you sort of excel in and what part of the process do you actually, do you actually like doing sort of thing, right? 
So uh, in, in saying all that, with the 42 years old and stuff like that, do you miss the things that you used to do in your 20s? I, I, do you miss going out, like having no responsibility? Do you remember what that was, to have no responsibilities? Because I, I guess the, uh, the, the whole idea of having responsibilities kind of creeps up on you. You don't really realize that you do have them until you're like, well, I, I but I can't just take off this weekend because if I just take off this weekend for work, then I don't hit these numbers, which means I can't afford this, and which means I can't do that, which puts this back into, you know, pushes that back even further. And Lord help you if you have children or family or someone, significant other uh, or house payments and stuff like that, any of all those things. I mean, I know there are a lot of people in the 20s who do have payments and kids uh and uh, all sorts of obligations um but you're you're i'd say even the the people in their 20s who are undergoing that it's your 20s go by so quickly uh now i i had a very good 20s i guess uh it was what it, it is what it was it was what it is it is it was what it was but uh i know that the things that i was trying to do at that time uh, they, not all of them worked out. Do I miss any of it? I go, well, but I did a lot of dumb shit back then that, uh, I don't miss that. As a matter of fact, these days I'm looking back at and going, how can I fix that? So it doesn't happen again, going forward to the next 15, 20 years, right? Going out for the weekend, taking off for the weekend, uh, spurious purchase, you know, one night stand sort of thing. All those sorts of things. Um, do, do you do you miss that sort of free life, or was it ever really a free life, or you just didn't consider all the consequences that would happen with it? Because you don't have that reference. You don't have that time reference of, you know, in nine years, you're gonna look back at all these, you know, all these one night stands. <laughs> you know, these nights out. Even if you just go to the bar, you're getting chatted up, or you're chatting people up. How many of them do you remember? Uh, do you do you remember much of them at all? And what are they doing to contribute to your growth, right? Which you don't, or, or have they given you different growths? <laughs> but uh, do you you don't have the time reference that that frame of reference to sort of look and go? I don't need to do this. I do admire uh, the young people, the people in their twenties who don't drink either as much or at all now. With that, I have no, because I've seen other people talk about this, uh, young people aren't drinking as much. And I go, yeah, but what are they doing? They're on social media quite a bit. They're always plugged in. They're always, uh, and, and some of them, I've heard the word Adderall come up before. And I kind of go, or if it's not Adderall, it's energy drinks. Now you can replace, you can say coffee's bad and Starbucks is a big bad corporation, but those energy drinks, they ain't so different. And what's inside of them? Like I stay away from those things because I consider them to be fake. Like that, that is a fake sugar. Uh, a lot of them are uh, preservatives and just stuff that you're going, I don't think you need it. And if the choice between an energy drink and a beer, I'm going to choose a, a beer to tell you the truth rather than an energy drink because I, do I trust the beer more? <laughs> I guess there's more of a uh, a backstop in terms of safety measures on on beer production, on alcohol production, right? So all those things in your your 42s and in your 40s and your 20s and your 30s and all that, do you miss any of them? 
I uh, came across a, uh, an audiobook I haven't listened to in a while. Actually, I remember seeing this book a while ago. I'm not sure if I ever actually read a lot of it. And I think he's been on Joe Rogan. No doubt that he's been on there because I faintly recall this topic. But Peter Attila's or Peter Attila's book, Outlived. And he talks about uh, how we can, basically it's been, it's been impossible to solve the the problem of aging. Not even the, solve the question of aging. Solve the issue of getting old and dying. And he goes through, the, there's the four horsemen. I can't remember. It's heart disease, cancer. Uh, what? There's, can't, there's, that's the two of them that will get you. Then it's like old, um, metabolic something or other, your gut. And then there's a fourth one. Oh, it's on the, I'm thinking of it. Uh, something else will sort of, so there's the four horsemen of death that basically you, you, impo- you, as, as is shown by humanity, it's impossible to escape. One of them is going to get you in the end. Now, uh, and all the promises of staying alive, staying, um, you know, living longer and, you know, doesn't always take into account of living as well, sort of thing, living better uh, as a result. So you can live an old life, but you're a crippled old prune sort of thing. Or do you live a very short, uh, ex- experiential life? But, you know, you're not, you're not around for very long. All that being said, he, he talks about his time in the, um, like, uh, being a doctor and stuff like that and how it's kind of, kind of the things that he saw and how, so what sort of made him go ahead and write this book. And he's like, one of the things that you have to consider is that whether or not it's not so much how much longer, like, if you're going to live 120 years, 150 years, it's when you do live to 80 or 90 on average, are you going to be living well? Because some people, he talks about this, this experience of being in the trauma ward where the, the, there's short killers and there's fast killers. Short, uh, fast kill, short killers are the ones like your, your cancers and your heart disease and stuff like that that build up over time. Your fast killers are like gunshot wounds, stab wounds, you know, explosions, things like that. So fast killers he was used to dealing with, but the short killers he would deal with as well. And it was harder to, they'd still die, but they would just be traumatized. They, they would go through utter, like horrible amounts of suffering before it, before it ended. Whereas the fast deaths, usually they, they suffered relatively short periods of time, a couple hours, and then they were gone sort of thing. So, uh, and he talks about his, his experience and sort of some of his thoughts. I'm, I'm only started this book, so I, I don't know what he says later on, but he, he, at the beginning, this introduction or chapter one, he's like, what if for these short killers or sorry, these, uh, again, these short term killers, the short time, the long time killers, there we go. That's what I'm trying to say. They're, they take a long time to develop. Um, they're not very quick. Uh, they, uh, the fast ones kill you quickly. The long ones, uh, take you a long time to uh, sort of pass away from, uh, sorry, I got that wrong. Uh, but, uh, he talks about, well, what if we start earlier, you know, if your 30s, your 40s, where you start changing things to accommodate your body's changes, your physiological changes over time, um, that you change some of the foods you eat, uh, the exercise you get, uh, and uh, the way you sort of conduct your business, your, your affairs, your your business, your day-to-day life, your routines and stuff like that. So making sure you can uh, optimize your time rather than just prolong any suffering that you you might 
have as a result of these these uh, long-time killers such as heart disease or obesity and stuff like that. Diabetes, that was the other one that was he was talking about. Some form of diabetes will get you. Um, so it's heart disease, cancer, some gut thing, like, or your brain will decompose basically like Alzheimer's dementia or, uh, like some version of diabetes will, uh, will get you or something like that. It's, like, it's four big ones. I can't, uh, I'm butchering it, but the book is called Outlived by Peter Attila, A-T-T-I-L-A, I think it is. Uh, and, uh, he, he talks about this. So I'm just starting it. Uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes, but uh, I, I see it because he talks about how he started changing his life in his mid-30s. And guess when I started changing my life, quote-unquote, because a lot of people are saying, like, Steve, you look, wow, you, you really started running and taking care of yourself. I'm like, yeah, scary how that happens. I don't know. It was just a fear of I didn't want to get fat with the coronavirus, and I wanted to have my hip mobility back. I think I've uh, complained about this before. I won't do it again today, but that uh, that's basically what uh, pushed me into a lot of this sort of healthy or healthier lifestyles and eating and whatnot. But I do have to admit, I still drink alcohol from time to time. And I do eat like chocolate bars, Twix. They have Twix and Mars bars at April Gourmet. I mean, these chips, they had two ba- buy one, get one free bags of chips. I'm like, okay, sure. Why not? You know, so I'm not completely innocent. You know, if I post a picture of my broccoli in the, in the, uh, afternoon, understand that it's, it may be complemented by a chocolate bar or two later on in the day, but then it's out. It's done after that. So, I mean, like after dinner, I don't snack. It's, uh, there's no calories after dinner, basically. So I, I still have half a bottle of non-alcoholic beer, which I've switched to that I won't get to until tomorrow because no calories after dinner, so I won't eat again until tomorrow morning. Not when I have my glass of milk. I won't, I won't start the day with the non-alcoholic beer just to finish it off. No, 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 not at all. Uh, and of course, so this all goes back to my hesitation of going back to Canada, you know, dealing with some of these, uh, age-related things of like, hmm, have I grown out of Canada? Anyway, uh, Wall Street Journal to stop using Mr. Mrs. Miss, Ms. Miss Mix. That's uh, kind of interesting. I guess they were one of the last publications to do it, like the last major publications uh, coming out of New York that are moving in this direction. I don't. I'm kind of interested to see how they're going to do it. Uh, it started. It's effective immediately. The one thing that they said though is that the um, the opinions, the editorials, and the opinion pieces, those are self they they're governed by another set of policies so they're they're self-regulated there we go uh i think but it's so they're talking about the news related items so anything that's sort of like a staff report or something like that uh or is like uh, contributing to like world news or something they're going to eliminate these uh uh these honor on honorifics i guess you'd call them right so they're they're gone with them Ukrainian class, how was it? Well, my vocab list will be up on Substack. I think it posts tomorrow morning. Um, I like to do this now, uh, publishing some of these vocab lists because it helps me review uh, some of the words and go through it again and have an extra place to look at them. And also that way, if I get an email uh, tomorrow morning, I check it first thing and it reminds me of some of the the words I have uh, may have forgotten already. So uh, interesting. um, We were just talking about movies and travels and how hot it gets here in Beijing over the, the summer and as Trying to explain how it's you—you you have a choice in Beijing. Uh, you can have the windows open and you know have air circulating, and you won't be as hot and humid. 
but you're going to have a lot of smog coming through. Or you can close the windows and you can try to run your air conditioner, which will increase your electricity. Or if you only use a fan, then you're just going to be hot and humid all the time. Like it's, there's really no good way to beat the heat in Beijing. You just suffer through it for six weeks, eight weeks, and then fall happens, autumn. Uh, May You Make Your Movie continues, got some new videos up. I am trying to learn to, uh, I'm learning to integrate a bunch of these apps, uh, as I've mentioned before, Procreate, uh, Nomad Sculpt, uh, rigging into Blender, which I haven't done just yet, and then also animating in uh, Apple Motion, which is something I've been uh, working on as well. So I got a few videos. There's some that are sort of only partially done. Uh, despite the whole day off, I only got two posted. I started, I was working on another one, and I worked on today's as well, which... Didn't turn out the way I want. I want to make a, a spaceship in Nomad Sculpt. And maybe this is why you go get prefabbed uh, models, 3D models, rather than trying to build them yourself. I'll post the time lapse and we'll see. I, I don't know. It's, for the half hour that I spent on it, I'm like, ah, maybe if I worked a little bit more on it, I could um, get it a little bit better. But this this is something I'm looking at going forward, developing a full production pipeline, basically, with you know, sculpting, painting, rigging, and animating. We'll see if this happens. And this is also another reason why I don't really want to travel because this is something that's sort of ensnarled me, ensnared me, and I want to be able to become proficient in it. So animation, 3D animation, we'll see how it goes. All right, folks, I'm going to leave it there. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Show notes and tracks up on my website, stephen62.com. Thanks again for uh, tuning in today and... uh Every day that you do, I appreciate it. Send me a note. Let me know how you're doing. All the best. We'll talk again. Bye-bye.